This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. And this morning I am joined from the University of Minnesota. Mary Meyer is back with us. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Denny. Great to hear your voice. I'm excited because we're just two days away from one of the holidays where many people love to look at flowers, receive flowers. So in the dead of winter, we can all have some beautiful flowers to look at. And with, uh, I was just looking at the brand new temperature, and we've dropped yet another degree. It's seven below officially, yes. So that would fit in just nicely. Uh, if oh, you, sure. If you have... Uh, uh, any kind of a lawn or garden question, you know how busy we tend to get on this show. So call in your question to Mary or send a text, whichever is easier. Just one number will get you either. 651-461-9226. And don't wait. Uh, let's hear from you as soon as you can. 651-461-9226. Uh, tell us again, for those uh, just joining us, what what is going on? I mean, uh, we always like to talk about the Arboretum. I know there are going to be garden shows. There's there's also the looking ahead to spring, and boy, we need it today. Yes, there's lots of things going on. Of course, at the Arboretum, the month of February is the flower show. So beautiful displays that you can go out there and see. This weekend is an especially uh, great time to go because there's also an art fair with floral products and natural products that um, several vendors that are there, as well as galleries with beautiful art and sculptures, all with floral themes. So lots of things to do inside at the Arboretum. Also on our website, our extension website, we have a video that I did. It's a short video, but we go right into the floral designers at Bachman's and we talk to them about the care of cut flowers and how you can keep your cut flowers lasting longer. There's also an article on the extension.umn.com edu website on uh care of uh plants flowering plants that you might buy this time of year and of course cut flowers won't last as long as flowering plants but there between the two you've got a lot of great options for uh, brightening up your your cold february winter days absolutely and uh, we, we always every week like to uh 
to mention to our uh, friends uh, who are maybe having family visited besides friends. I know we have the big game tomorrow, but if you want want to see something really neat any time of the year to get to the Arboretum, we always like to to mention that to folks. Um, Again, here's our phone number. It's also our text number. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Any kind of a lawn or garden question for Mary Meyer this morning. Uh, here's one, Mary. It says, uh, good morning. We have a different bakia that is about four feet high, but thin. Can we cut it back and start over? Well, a grower, a commercial grower could cut that back and start over. They might do that. Um that's pretty tough for a homeowner to do. Uh, there's, a, there's a method of propagation called air layering, where on the stem, high up, but just underneath where there are some leaves, some foliage, you actually cut the stem, you wrap it with moss, and then put plastic on it. And under that moss, the plant roots. Yeah, that's called air layering. And so it roots at the top, and then you can replant it and get rid of that stem or the bare uh, plant that you have there. That's kind of a challenge. It takes several months for that to happen. And then you've got to have really good growing conditions where the plant um, is actively growing. So you could look that up, air layering for uh, house plants or uh, foliage plants, and see if that's something you might want to do. Um of course, another option is buy a new plant, right? Start, start all over again. So between the two, I, I would say those, those are what your options are. All right. Again, 651-461-9226. Uh, if you have, uh, I'm looking at some text that we actually are getting lawn questions. I love it with seven below zero here, <laughs> midwinter. Here's one, uh, Mary. It says, I have a big patch of dead grass from the drought last year. Any suggestions on how to revitalize that area? And I know uh, after your answer, uh, we should mention, too, what they can find on the uh, U of M website. Yes, that's right. So that big patch from the drought, which was really significant last year, yes. Renovate that. Uh, ideally, you could have done it last fall, but at this point, you can do it um, when we get into uh, mid-May, when the soil is warm enough for seed to germinate. So renovation can be done in the springtime. Uh, you want to remove the dead grass that's there so you actually have soil when you put the seed down. So have, it's critical to have good soil-seed contact and then uh, use irrigation probably for a week or so to make sure you have moisture for the seed to germinate. But the directions on how to do that, the steps, etc., are all on the extension.umn.edu website. And we have a lawn care calendar there, which tells you when to do um, all the different things for your lawn. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it, again, it's a great website for a lot of uh, a lot of what you may be thinking. Thinking spring and summer, uh, extension.umn.edu. I tell you what, Mary. Let's take a break here. We have uh, more uh, listeners to help out, either by phone or by text. The number is six five one four six one. Break here. We have uh, more uh, listeners to help out, either by phone or by text. The number is 651-461-9226. If you want to call in your question to Mary 
or send a text. That phone number will work for either. 651-461-9226. We're in the midst of our Smart Garden Show around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. It is seven below zero here in the Twin Cities. Denny Long on this Smart Garden Show, along with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota, answering your lawn and garden questions either by phone or by text as usual. And uh, if you have one of those questions, call it in or text it in, 651-461-9226. Hey, another garden or lawn question, Mary, is... Is it okay to, to uh, aerate in the spring? Yes, you can do that. Uh, we think the fall is really prime time, but our cool season grasses do grow a lot in the spring. So, yes, you can do aeration in the spring as well. And the best way is really to rent or uh, get get an aerator that actually removes the soil cores from the soil it throws them up it makes kind of a mess but it's very temporary it actually uh, improves compaction uh, makes more air available to the grass that's growing there so yes aeration especially on old very thick lawns um, is a good uh, maintenance idea Yes, I, I have rented uh, one myself. It was a little uh, heavy <laughs> to, yes, to get are. around. But and then that you you described it perfectly. It 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 kind of pulls plugs out of the uh, especially if it's like our yard, which is really compact clay. It really helps. How often would you think in with somebody with compacted soil? How how every year, every other year? How often should you aerate your lawn? Yes, it does depend on what your soil type is and what kind of grass you have, how old it is, thick it is, etc. Golf courses do this every year. Uh, In fact, they might do it more than once a year, but that, of course, would be kind of the extreme. Homeowners, yeah, usually once a year in the fall is plenty. Every other year, every third year uh, could be reasonable as well. All right. Again, 651-461-9226. Uh, we help, this texter says, Mary, with a flower-slash-rose garden at church. Uh, need new perennial border plants. Faces south, lots of sun. Do you have any ideas? Is that uh, not only you, but uh, maybe they could find out more from uh, the website? Yes, there are many ideas that you can find on the website. So I would say, yeah, there are a lot of great perennials now ones that I have been growing more um, are the alliums, that's A-L-L-I-U-M, or the flowering onions. There are many of these that are available now, different colors. They're pastel colors. They're different heights, and um, they're wonderful pollinator plants. Um, They are related to onions. They're in the onion family, and so they're not as... um, Uh, favorable for deer and so we find that they're kind of pest free plants so i would suggest flowering onions or the allium they come in different heights and different uh, flowering times Um, other ones that are really good tough that don't have many um, disease problems um, some of our uh, native perennials like uh, the asters that bloom in the fall, we tend to have less flowers that are 
blooming way into the fall that will feed pollinators. So I would recommend early in the spring thinking about having some spring bulbs, crocus, um, or the uh, little galanthus, the snowdrops that come out early in the springtime. And then uh, spring flowering bulbs are they, or the, the crocus, crocus are great, but then the alliums that I just uh, mentioned are good. And yes, there are lots of ideas that you can get on the uh, website. Absolutely. Yeah, extension.umn.edu. Uh, our phone number is also our text number, 651-461-9226. Mary, what, uh, what can uh, we be doing here with Seven Below Zero, thinking about spring <laughs> and summer? What I mean, besides reading uh, seed catalogs, what, what else can we be preparing for? Well, I just purchased some pussy willows, some uh, salix or willows uh, from a mail order catalog. Now, these will come bare root in the springtime, but I've realized I don't have enough early, really early flowering shrubs that, again, are favorable for bees and pollinators early in the spring. So pussy willows is something that I've always um, enjoyed seeing, but I've never really had growing. So I ordered some uh, some of those to come in May. So you can be thinking about what plants you have in your landscape. Do you have any ash trees? Now we're hoping that the ash borer is dying out there because uh, we have found some research that it, it is favorable to be living uh, in a cold climate uh, if you're a tree that has had uh, ash borers as a problem. We know that at minus 20 and even better minus 30, these insects will start to die. So that is one, one positive thing for living in our cold climate. We might have fewer pests. But if you have an ash tree and you're concerned about that emerald ash borer, now is the time to think about what other kinds of trees should I be planting? How many trees do I have in my property as far as diversity goes with different kinds of trees? Diversity is our one um, ally when we, it comes to pests and diseases. So we want to have many different kinds uh, of trees. So I'd be thinking about what do I have in my landscape that might be um, need to be replaced this summer. Okay. If you'd like to chat with Mary, call 651-461-9226. Let's uh, grab a phone call. I think Rick is calling in from uh, Coon Rapids this morning. Rick, thank you. What's your question for Mary? Yeah, hi, Mary. Say, wandering through the grocery store, I sometimes see bags of raw peanuts. Can I plant these? Will they grow into a plant? I have never, never seen a peanut plant. Well, Rick, peanuts are really fun to grow. I would urge you to try that out. Uh, they do require a long growing season, uh, but our growing season is getting a little longer here in Minnesota, so it's worth a try. I grew peanuts as a kid in Pennsylvania where it was zone 5, so a little bit longer growing season. You could try those raw peanuts, but that's pretty much of a risk. Um, it really depends on um, a lot of things, how they have been held since they were harvested. So it's kind of a risk. You can buy peanuts um, to plant from um, from seed, and they're 
for sale in the same seed catalogs where we would buy tomatoes, peppers, and all of our flowers, etc. You'll have a little better chance if you go to the seed catalog because you'll you'll be able to know the um, length of time from planting to harvest. And so you want to get one of the earlier uh, varieties. So the amazing thing about peanuts is, is they produce a flower above the ground and then they have this uh, kind of pedestal or stalk and the flower drops down into the ground and the peanut uh, is grown grown underground. So it actually develops the fruit underground. So when you harvest it, you have to dig them up from the ground. But it's a great uh, plant. It's in the legume family, so it fixes nitrogen pretty easy to grow, likes well-drained soil and full sun conditions, but really a great plant to grow for peanuts. Gee, maybe I should be growing some for my grandkids because <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun to see uh, peanuts grow. Now here in Minnesota, especially in our zone four, maybe five, but zone four certainly, What? Uh, how long, if you have full sun, I mean, when? Uh, how long of a process would it be from uh, planting to harvest, would you say? It's going to take the whole season. So mm -hmm. it's going to be in September when you're going to harvest, September or into October. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to take the whole season. All right. Interesting. I'd like to try that. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We're going to have a look at that forecast, whether we like it or not. But there is a warm-up uh, coming ahead here. So there is there is positive news. So stay with us. Uh, we have about another half hour of our Smart Garden show to go. So if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, don't hesitate. Call or text Mary at 651-461-9226. That forecast is straight ahead here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here along with Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota answering your lawn and garden questions. If you want to call it in, fine. If you want to text it in, it's the same number, 651 461 Nine two two six again six five one four six one nine two two six. Mary, speaking of phones, let's uh, grab a call from Beth, who I think is calling in this morning from Champlin. Uh, Beth, thank you. What is your question for Mary? Hey, good morning. I've, it's a specific topic, but I have both kind of a general and specific question around it. So I read an article about Lenten roses, or is it Hellebron, the you know botanical name? Hellebore. And yes. Hellebore. Thank you. Right. Um, and I have a couple of them. I really like them. And this article in this kind of popular national magazine is promoting lots of varieties. I don't see a lot of varieties of them in Minnesota garden centers. Um, so my general question is, I'm always leery of ordering uh, plants from that were started in hotter zones, like six or seven, and putting them in zone four, even if they're zone four. Um, that, so I don't know if that's a generally a good or bad practice. So that's question number one. And then question number two is, if I want to expand my hellebore collection, do you um, have some mail order places that you recommend? Oh, great questions, Beth. 
Um, so hellebores or Lenten roses are a great perennial to really investigate if you have not grown them. Um, for a long time, I was hesitant to grow them because, well, we didn't really think they were going to be hardy here. That was number one. And they had this aura of being really difficult. Uh, but neither one is really true. Uh, we have found that you can grow many hellebores here in Minnesota. They are a little later for us to flower. Uh, they don't flower in Lent for us because we're usually still covered uh, with snow. But they do flower early in the springtime. And the, I think the, the thing to keep in mind about hellebores is they have to have well-drained soil. And it, many times that translates to dry it's they really like light light soil conditions and they don't like a lot of wet water um especially in the winter time so i've had the most success with them in really dry sites um now as far as your questions about where to get them yes they take a long time to grow they're slow growers and they're often small when you see them in the garden center so you think oh you know do i want to do i want to spend as much money on this plant when it's not very big but um if you just keep looking hopefully you'll find more of them um in the garden centers here and I would go ahead and order them mail order. It's That's okay. We don't see as many problems with herbaceous plants, the things that uh, grow, have their, their uh, roots underground and their tops die back. We don't see as many problems with those things grown in warmer climates, as long as you're buying uh, a name cultivar variety. If it's grown further south, it will still do okay up here. Where we run into problems with that provenance or where the plant is grown is more with woody plants. Uh, the woody plants, we see that quite a bit. If you buy a maple that's been grown in the south, it might not do as well up here in the north. So, uh, but the herbaceous will be okay. Um, I would go on the extension website. I'm not sure what we have on there for hellebores, but I have had, I have several different varieties now and I've been very happy with them. So I would say pick the colors that you like. Just make sure you've got a well-drained uh, location. They take some shade as well they will do okay in some partial shade it's not that you they never want water once they're established uh then you have to be careful about them getting too wet okay here's our phone number it's also our text number 651-461-9226 this texter mary says what are the advantages of no-till gardening maybe you can talk about that for a while yeah, uh, well, we certainly know a lot of farmers are going into no-till gardening, and um, one of the biggest advantages on a on a large scale is that you don't have wind erosion. Uh, wind, of course, created some huge problems in um, the Dust Bowl days when the wind um, carried soil away, and a lot of that was because it had been plowed. So less tillage uh, means less um, erosion. Um, that's 
the uh, soils that are compacted actually um, do better to have some tilling originally, but this annual tilling or tilling more than once a year is more than what we now realize um, is actually necessary. So um, I would say it depends a lot on what you're starting with if you want to really go with no-till. Um, I have had vegetable gardens in some really heavy compacted soil areas and no tilling I have a tough time doing no tilling in that type of a situation but over the years after you add organic matter to soil and you have good tilth or structure to it there isn't a need to do this heavy uh, and deep tilling that we originally thought that was really important, but we now know that is not um, as critical. Okay, very good. Uh, again, uh, our number, phone number, and text number is 651 This listener would like you to repeat where they can watch or see the video on how to care for cut flowers. Yes, so that video is up at the extension.umn.edu website. It came out this year in an email to everyone who subscribes to the Yard and Garden News, which anyone can do. Uh, you'll get uh, once or twice a month, you'll get a, an email with an update of what to do in your garden. So that's where it is. So you can um, you go to uh, extension.umn.edu, click on Yard and Garden, and you'll see the link there for Yard and Garden News. You could also, in the search engine, put uh, Care of Cut Flowers. It's a short video, but I, we had a lot of fun doing that with Bachman's and um, talking about the care of cut flowers. So the, the simple steps for caring for cut flowers are recut the stems and put them in water that has a preservative. And the preservative are those little packs that come with cut flowers, or you can pick those up at the grocery store when you buy them. So that preservative really makes a difference. You can practically double the life of cut flowers when you use it. But it is fun to see the folks at Bachman's who are working long hours making hundreds of uh, arrangements that will go out in the next few days. They do such a great, uh, great job. Uh, Mary, uh, as far as the, the uh, extension is signing up now uh, to get uh, this information, extension.umn.edu, how do we, uh, how do our listeners join and so they can get that information from time to time? Yes, yeah, so if you search for the Yard and Garden News, and in fact, you can just do that on Google. You can put in, or Yahoo, whatever, put in um, extension, UMN, Yard and Garden News, and it will come up with a link, and then you can sign up with your email so that you can get that on a regular basis. So that's our way of communicating what's timely, what you should be doing now. Uh, we have another uh, article that came out this week on how, how to select your vegetables, uh, what varieties. Uh, you know, the Minnesota Master Gardeners are trialing varieties year after year. They've got their favorites, their winners up there. Uh, the folks over at Purdue have been doing taste trials, and they've got a link. There's a link there to the Purdue uh, vegetable trials. There's one to Wisconsin as well. Cornell does the same thing. So they're 
there are just, you know, we're, we're drowning in vegetable varieties, but we all want to get one that tastes good, that's easy to grow for northern climates. So it is a, a big deal on these trials for what to grow. So this time of year, that's what we're all thinking about as gardeners. What are, what are we going to be planting and, and putting in our orders uh, for the seed catalogs? And I'm just looking at this other text. If you have a question, if you'd like to call it in and chat with Mary, great. If you want to uh, just send to Mary a text, that's good, too. One number to remember, 651-461-9226. This listener, Mary, says, can, or, I'm sorry, does a canna have a lifespan? A uh, texter would like to start start them growing indoors in the spring, but would would they fade earlier in the fall? Uh they want to grow them indoors now in their own pots and have them uh, full grown when they take them out in the spring, if you can follow that. Yeah, that, I that should work. Yeah, that's no problem. So canna, C-A-N-N-A, canna is a big tropical foliage plant, very dramatic, really showy. It has a big flower on it. And they're, yeah, they're tropical. You see them in the south. They They grow year round. And so we often have the challenge of having a longer, long enough growing season because they, they take a while to get going because they like warm weather. So starting them indoors is a good idea. Yeah. All right. Very good. Let's grab a phone call. I think Becky is calling in from White Bear Lake this morning. Thanks, Becky. What's your question for Mary? I, I just purchased a miniature cactus garden, and I'm wondering, in, in the wild, they would get hardly any moisture at all. How should I treat that? It's about eight inches square and four inches high. Okay, Becky, good for you. I hope you'll have a lot of fun with the cactus garden. Uh, this is a new and, and very popular thing now with the succulents. So they are pretty much low maintenance. Watering them is is the challenge, I think, for most people because they don't need very, very much water and not very often. And it's even more challenging if your cactus garden doesn't have a drainage hole. So hopefully there's a drain hole in the bottom of it or it's a pot within another pot that you can take to the sink and water it. So it's it's hard to say, let's see, eight inches square, four inches high, so you haven't got too much soil. It's it's always a challenge for um, us in horticulture to, to give you a firm recommendation, like a cup of water once a week. That's probably too much. A cup of water every two weeks. Uh, that might be okay. Once a week. That's probably too much. A cup of water every two weeks. Uh, that might be okay. It's just really hard to tell. So you want to wait till the soil dries out to the touch and maybe dry half an inch or an inch down and then water it well, let it drain out the bottom and wait till it dries out again. So cactus don't need much moisture, but they are going to need some moisture. And it's amazing how dry it is in our homes in the winter this time of year. So you you will have to water it some, but you want it to dry out in between times and give it good light. All right. 
Tell you what, Mary, I'm getting a signal here that we need to take a bit of a break. We have more Smart Garden Show to come. If you have a lawn or garden question, now's your chance, 651-461-9226. Seven degrees below zero right now. We're hoping to get up to about six above here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. It is seven below zero in the Twin Cities right now. We hope to get up to about six above later today, but a warm-up is promised this coming week. Denny Long here with Mary Meyer from the U of M. And we're talking, of course, every Saturday this time with our Smart Garden show. And Mary, there's one we get from time to time. Huge problem. How can we get rid of moles? Oh, this is yeah. one of the most difficult questions we get. Uh, the moles that are in our um, lawns usually are... Um, herbivores so they love to feed on uh, plants and many times they will eat plant roots and tunnel around have a great time in our lawns and they're very elusive it's very hard to really see them uh, and if, if you do see one for some reason I, I encountered a dead one I think it was last summer in our lawn and yes they are really amazing when you see them they're quite small but they can do a lot of damage uh, so the the only really effective way is trapping them and uh, that's something i would never do because the traps are really big and um, you have to set those over their runways so uh, i have just learned to live with moles but um, they're it really, it's really one of the most difficult things other than trapping. I can't really give you a good recommendation. You can read about their life cycle and understand where they live and how they move around. And um, and that, that is helpful whenever you have uh, wildlife damage. You want to understand really what is it about your property that's making it so attractive that they keep coming back. So I would urge you to look on our website and read about a mole's life cycle. And um, that's that's about it other than trapping. Yeah. Yeah, they love those grubs and stuff like that uh, in your uh, in your lawn for sure. They do. You're right. They can do a whole lot of damage. Wow. Yeah. Those critters. All right. Um, when is um? We've got so many texts. I don't uh, think we're going to get them all here. But uh, uh, when is the best time to trim bushes such as lilac, spirea, etc.? How late until you should not trim them? In other words, Texas says, when should you not trim them? <laughs> Well, when you should not trim the lilacs is is really right now because it you're going to cut off the flower buds. So if you don't care about flowering, you can prune them right now in the winter. But the best time for lilacs and early spring bloomers is right after they're, they bloom. So by uh, July 15th, they've set their flower buds for next year. So you won't kill the plant, but you'll just get rid of all the flowers if you prune them now. So right after they bloom is the best time. Mary, this texter wanted uh, was asking you to give some suggestions <clears throat> Excuse me for perennials that do well in shade other than hostas. 
Yes. Yeah, so I, one of my favorites are the perennial geraniums. So there are many beautiful perennial geraniums that will flower very well uh, in the shade. Hellebores are the Lenten rose that we talked about earlier in the show. That's an, another good one. There are many types of ferns, although those don't have flowers on. Um, let's see. The other... Uh, Gosh, I had a couple in my head, and now they just popped out. Some of the uh, astilbes uh, will do quite well with limited amount of uh, sunlight. Uh, uh, there are ground covers like the vinca and lamium. Lamium is a very aggressive ground cover, but that is something that flowers very early and very late in the season that has kind of a long uh, time for flowering. But we do have the um, information on the extension website, uh, uh, and we have shade gardening in particular because that is such uh, a popular thing now with uh, with. Uh, many people that have property, the trees grow, and then suddenly you have shade that you have to deal with. So there are several um, other things. Early spring bulbs, uh, many of the uh, tulips, the species tulips, crocus, small flowering bulbs, they will do very well in shady conditions, and then they die down. And um, when your other perennials, geraniums, hosta, and so on are coming up, um, they, that will cover up the bulb foliage. Okay. This uh, listener, Mary, wants to know, is it too late to trim maple trees? Uh, no, you can do that now. Uh, dormant uh, pruning for trees is a really good idea on the deciduous trees. Oaks you can prune now, maples. Uh, the closer we get into springtime, the more likely you will see the sap come uh, with maples, but that does not hurt the tree. That's a normal phenomena, and it, the best time is when they're totally dormant right now. This texter says, hey, Denny, just received our burpee seed catalog. No peanuts for sale from them <laughs> on that one. Thing. Uh, but you can thank you, but you know, I did go online, and burpee does have uh, online that they're selling peanuts. Ah. Yeah, it, it's 140 days is what I saw, 140 days. Oh, wow. Days, and that's kind of right on the money for us with our growing season. So it's it's uh, the whole time, but certainly fun to, to try it out. Two minutes to go on the show, Mary, so let's see if we can't get this uh, help uh, fast. Uh, this listener interested in planting Norway and white pine on our property near Mille Lacs. Do you recommend a started or potted plant or seedlings? Which has the best chance of survival? Both are good choices. Uh, you can get twice as many if you get the seedlings, the small plants that are bare root. Many uh, mail-order catalogs sell those, and uh, I've planted a lot of those over my life. And some won't come, but a lot of them will. So I, I would go with more and uh, smaller bare root plants and, uh, yeah, just put them in right away when you get those. What could cause tough skin on tomatoes, listener wants to know? That's a variety difference. Uh, and we tend to see that a lot now with small tomatoes, the cherries, etc. that 
people don't want them to split. So sometimes breeders are selecting for tough skins, but that's strictly a variety thing. It might happen too with drought. If you're growing in a container and there's not enough water, it might be a little bit, but mostly a variety difference. So just uh, pay attention to what variety you're getting. Mary, we're just about out of time, less than a minute, half a minute to go. Get to the Arboretum is one thing. And secondly, uh, get on the University of Minnesota website, extension.umn.edu. Any other suggestions before we take our leave, Mary? Oh, yeah. The Arboretum is a great thing to do. Always refreshing to walk outside or see that flower show that's inside. Yes, think about your garden. There are many things that you can do and enjoy those uh, Valentine's flowers and plants. A wonderful holiday for horticulture. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, Mary. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk real soon. Always a pleasure. That's correct, Denny. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You have Mary Meyer from the University of Minnesota. Get those home improvement questions ready. Andy Lindis will be as usual fielding those next hour. Uh, you might want to talk about insulation. Maybe let's dream about decks, new decks. Right now, a few clouds in the Twin Cities. We're going to be warming up to near 6 above, but right now the wind chill at a minus 23. Our current CCO temp, 7 below. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 